grace. Let us do what? And be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody glad to be at the house of the Lord this morning. I know I'm glad to be here because God was the one that woke me up, brought me here safely, and has something good for me today. God has something good for all of us today. So we are getting ready to begin our worship service. Good morning to everybody in service and everybody online. We are about to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for bringing us together today. Thank you for another Sunday, another Lord's Day. Thank you, God, for waking us up, speaking to our minds, speaking to our hearts, giving us a plan for today, God. We just say thank you. You are in control of this day. Lord, we are thanking you for this past week, for today, and every day that is to come ahead of us, Lord. We ask you to guide us and bless us today uh, with the word, with the worship, God, with the scripture, God. We ask you to guide us with our mouths, God, guide us and to help somebody else, Lord. Guide us today as we meet today after church, Lord, and just speak to our hearts. We ask you to bless us in every single area of our ministry today. We ask you to bless us in our media team, bless us in our sound ministry, bless us in our music ministry, bless us in our Facebook ministry, bless us in our internet ministry, bless us in those that come into the building ministry. Hallelujah. But we ask you, God, to just give everybody safe traveling mercies that come in here today, God. We know that you have something good for us today. We come to your house with expectation because we know that you're going to fill us up. Where we have been depleted this, this week, Lord, we know that you are going to fill us up. You are our father and our friend and our leader and our shepherd, Lord. So we ask you, God, to come into our hearts, speak into our hearts today as we give you as we give you blessings today. We ask you, as the blessings go up, the praises go up, the blessings come down. Down, God. We give you the first part of our life, the first part of our time, the first part of our money, the first part of our energy, the first part of our talent, God. And we sow everything that we have into you, God. So we just thank you in advance that you are blessing us. Even right now, God, we thank you, Lord, that you are giving us back time, giving us back finances, giving us back our children, giving us back what we need for to replenish us this week, God. We just say thank you for Pastor Kelly bringing the word today. Speak to her heart, God, and feel her up, Lord, as she speaks and pours into us, Lord. We ask you to pour into our children today, Lord, as they have youth church, God, and pour into their teachers, Lord. Give them the wisdom and knowledge and understanding that they need to teach their children, Lord. And we just ask you, God, to bless this service this day. Bless those that are still coming into worship service. Bless those that are still coming in online and on Facebook, Lord. Somebody needs to know that Jesus Christ is alive today. Somebody needs to know that, that you are our Father and our friend, God. So we ask you just to keep continue to call in your church. Call in the body of Christ, God, today, right now. Lord, we just say thank you that you are calling in your body right now. So bless us today as we give you glory, honor, and, play, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. So we say welcome. Welcome, everybody, online. Welcome, everybody, in our worship service today. We do have for our visitors in the back, we have a visitor's card. We love to, to keep up with you. If you're online, you click on the About links on our app. And we'll fill out a prayer card, and we'll get back in touch with you. Is anybody ready to give God some praise today? So we invite you to stand up. We'd love for you to join us in worship today. Won't you join us in church or online as we sing Spirit of the Living God? Spirit of the Living God.
speak to their hearts and help them to just grow in you, flourish in you, God. You said that raise up a child in the way that they should go, and then when they get old, they won't depart from it. So we just say thank you for that promise, God, that even when they go off to college and even when they're not at church during the week, that you are with them, and they will not depart from you, God. So we just say thank you for our children and you, Lord, and call, continue to call your children, continue to call your 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 church family here to New Life at Calvary, God. Those that are gone, that are missing, those are disconnected, God. We are praying for those that may not even know you, Lord. We ask you to just give them some hope and some healing and some love in you and the body of Christ, God. We ask you to just send the right people to them, Lord. We ask you to just call them into your church also as well. We're we're leaking, Lord. We need help, God. We have holes. We have our body is not connected because our body is not all together, Lord. So we ask you to just continue to call the body of Christ in today. Lord, we are praying for our building, God. We are praying. Thank you, Lord, for the finances. Thank you, Lord, for the grants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the, just the people that are walking with us as we continue to get our building repaired, God. And thank you in advance, God, that we are going to do more. You are going to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond more than we can ask, think, or imagine. So we're going to leave that in your hands, Lord. The building of this church, Lord, and the finances of this church, God, we should say thank you that you have it all under control. Lord, we are praying, Lord, for... Um, just everybody that serves God, those that want, have a heart to serve, those that want to grow up. We are praying for disciples in Christ, God. We are praying for a heart for Jesus Christ. We are praying, Lord, that you, we can serve you, Lord. So we just ask you to come into New Life at Calvary and just um, give us a plan. What is your plan for us today, Lord? What is your plan for us this week, God? Continue to speak to our hearts as we go out throughout the week. Help us to be your light on the hill, your city on the hill, God. And we ask you a blessing, a special blessing on Pastor Kelly as she brings the word today. Help her to just speak the right words and help us to just make it to just sit in our hearts. Help us to be not just hearers of the word, God, but doers of the word. Empower us, God. Lord, we are not perfect, but we just ask you to just continue to lift us up even when we fall down. Help us to get back up stronger and move forward in you, God. We are being led by the Holy Spirit day by day. So we just say thank you for Holy Ghost power. Thank you, Lord, that you know everything that we need. So we bring all of our adequacies, all of our inadequacies. We bring our families. We bring our sick and shut-in. We bring every ministry under this church. And we are praying, Lord, also for the church universal, Lord. Help us as a church universal to go out and be the body of Christ that you called us to be, God. Help us to work together when we need to work together. Help us to, for people to know that Jesus Christ is alive and we serve a living God. God, somebody needs to be saved today, God. Somebody doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you are coming back for your church again. God, so we just ask you for just to help these people in their salvation and to know you, God. And we are turning this service over back to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So if you all are able, we ask you to stand as we go over our church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship, 
I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reader is going to come up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Diane. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It is offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. Has God been good to you at all? Anytime this week or the week before, has God been good? Praise God. 
So let us uh, look, and we're going to see today is the second Sunday, and on the second Sunday, our special offering goes to support our prison ministry. And as Pastor Antonia has shared, uh, we have uh, been faithfully writing letters, sending financial support, uh, call is a way to text message through JPay, so we've been able to really communicate with those that are incarcerated, our brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you're able today, we are asking that you will give just a little extra to the prison ministry. As our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great provider. You provide for all of our needs and then some. So we are here to say thank you, Lord. We bow humbly before you, Lord. For every time, Lord, you found a way, Lord, to provide for us, for every meal that we've eaten, for every dime, Lord, that you've sent our way, Lord Jesus, for every time you provided transportation or housing or clothing, Lord Jesus, every time, Lord, that we were able to have medic medications that we needed, Lord, or support that we needed, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Holy God, for all that you do for each and every one of us. We pray your blessing upon these tithes and offerings, Lord. We pray that they are amplified and magnified, Lord, to be used for your church, your kingdom, your people. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. For those of you that are joining us online, we have several easy ways for you to participate in our offering today. You can go right now to nlac.tv and establish your website giving account. Those of you that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number two, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those that like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 E79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 E79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you again for supporting the ministry of Christ. At this time, we shared last week that we are in Black History Month, praise God. And each week we will have a special feature dedicated to a Black History Moment. And coming up today is Gail H. Baines and her granddaughter Jasmine Baines. Followed by, they will be followed by Carrie Holland singing Deep River. Low through 
when the sun comes back and the first quail calls, follow the drinking gourd. For the old man is awaiting to carry you to freedom, if you will follow the drinking gourd. The riverbank will make a very good road. The dead trees will show you the way. Left foot, peg foot, traveling on, follow the drinking gourd. The river ends between two hills. Follow the drinking gourd. There's another river at the other side. Follow the drinking gourd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
thank you also, Gail and Jasmine. Praise God to be able to think about how the enslaved folks escaped, you know, using songs and pretty much the stars. I always tell a story about driving with Pastor Toby and Pastor Rick one time, and we were lost, and Pastor Rick got out and looked at the stars. I thought we was in a mighty bit of trouble. <laughs> but he did get us home, praise God, just looking at the stars. So it is possible. Praise God. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Good. Let us go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God, thank you for seeing us through. Thank you for your kindness and mercy. Thank you for your favor. We pray, Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of these words, that you would guide us to what you would have us to understand. Help us to discern your plan and your purpose for our lives and for new life at Calvary. Grant us your eternal love and grace, and we just especially thank you and honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. We have been in a sermon series that has lasted seven weeks. Can y'all believe it? January flew by. We're halfway into February, and the year just keeps going at such a fast pace, huh? So our hope in this sermon series, what is the title of our sermon series? Building Something Eternal. So our hope during this time was to help us get our hearts our minds, and even our attitudes, say attitudes, ready to enter into this building campaign that will help us to restore our church building as well as to restore our individual lives, right? You see, we cannot assume at any time that we know what God wants us to do. Some of us, we get an idea in our head and we think that's God's plan for our life, don't we? But how do we truly know what God's plan for our lives are? We, we, but we can find out, right? How? What is the mechanism? The holy prayer. Praise God. Everything begins with prayer. Everything with God begins with prayer. And so during these seven weeks, I, I hope that you have been challenged at some time during those messages to pray. I hope that you have been encouraged to read your Bibles a little bit more deeply than you've read before. And I hope that you have been preparing your hearts, minds, and attitudes to do great things with God. Praise God. Say great things. Great things. So we have been following all along in this sermon series, and we have learned that in our first sermon, it was all people are what? Builders. So we learned all of us are builders. Is anyone in here not a builder? Good. So we learned that lesson. <laughs> number two. What was number two? We learned that all buildings are set on a foundation. I had to do a science project with my grandsons this past week, and we actually had some sticks, and we had to build a building. And they had this little box, and it had a turny thing on the side, and it would shake the building. So the goal was to see whose building could stand up. So my building, you know, they put mine on first, and mine stood the test. They were shaking it around, and it didn't fall apart. James and Dallas, their buildings went down real fast. Let me tell you what they missed. They didn't give their buildings a foundation. 
I was like, they built it like a triangle. I was like, where your bottom at? We found out that our foundation is what or who? Jesus Christ. So then number three, what, what was number three? All foundations will be tried and tested. Amen. Has it any, anybody in here had a hard week, a hard month, some hard situations? Do you feel like you have been tried and tested? Ooh, if you have not, you can come take over my life because I don't have some days. <laughs> number four, what's number four? Wise and foolish builders. We learned that there is such a thing as people who build their house on sand, right? We don't want to build our houses on sand. We want to build our houses on the what? The rock of Jesus Christ, right? What's number five? There is only one foundation. In that sermon series, we learned that there is many paths, and we learned about the city of Ono. Y'all remember Ono? Somebody tell you to go that way, you say what? Oh, no, you go the right way. Go the way of Jesus Christ. Pastor Antonio brought us number six last week. What was that sermon title? Building a city on a hill. And we learned about the light, being the light of the world, being the light that draws other people to Jesus Christ. We want to draw people to Jesus. And Pastor Antonio challenged us to make disciples. Amen. Big role is we are supposed to be spreading the gospel to other people. So this is the final part of the building sermon series. Amen. What is today's title? Building and Restoring New Life in Calvary. Now, is this honestly the last time y'all going to hear me talk about building something? No, it's not. <laughs> we are always in the process of building, right? As we have been reading, and I hope and encourage you, please take time to read the book of Nehemiah. And, and we began this series by introducing Nehemiah, so I want to go back and give us the breakdown that we started with. If you can share this slide with us, Jasmine. So we had, um, there it is. We had part one, right? We had part one of Nehemiah. So if you look at the book of Nehemiah, you could break it down in three parts. What's part one? Right. Part one is surrounding chapter one is about accepting the call of Christ. All of us had to accept the call, didn't we? You wouldn't be here today if you didn't accept God's call. He called you to get up. He called you to make your way to new life at Calvary. He called you to worship. What's part two? It's a little bit harder to see, amen? Completing the work, right? Completing the work of Jesus Christ. So that came with some, some uh, difficulties that we'll review in a little while. And what's part three? Part three is organizing the people. Thank you, Jasmine. So Nehemiah is a book about building, building the walls of Jerusalem. But I want us all to know that the deeper meaning of Nehemiah is that the book is about rebuilding. It is about rebuilding, but not just about rebuilding walls. It's about rebuilding worship. They worship. We are not really focused on the physical walls. We are worried about the worship. You see, what was they? What were they doing in building those walls? Why were they building the walls in the first place? Protection. They wanted a place that was sacred, that was separated for what? Worship. 
for worship. So the final goal of Nehemiah is, yes, they spent a lot of time building those walls, but the goal was for worship. For worship. Say worship again. Worship not walls. Say worship not walls. Worship not walls. You see, the goal of Nehemiah or any church building project is we are rebuilding and restoring worship. We are rebuilding the faith of God's people. How many of you all love to worship? Praise God. We are trying to worship and develop people's faith. You see, if we remember, if we think back, the city of Israel had been destroyed. It had been demolished. No one even wanted to go there. It was a city that was broken. Remember when we talked about in this sermon series how Cleveland has been torn down for years? Y'all remember that? I looked it up. This church has been here in May. It will be 143 years, right? 143 years. I also looked up Cleveland has been a city. So our church started in the year 1880. Cleveland started in the year 1796. That was about 84 years before this church was built. So this church, this building, has been a part of the city of Cleveland for 143 years. And Cleveland is now 227 years old. So that means we have been 143 years worth of that time. That's a lot of time, isn't it? And it has been this building. This chapel, this fellowship hall, that sanctuary, and this gym. That is a legacy that a lot of churches cannot claim, amen? We have been blessed to have that legacy. So Nehemiah, his book is about rebuilding, restoring, and fixing. And we talked about the breakdown that the first part was about accepting the call. The second part was about completing the work. Think about when we when we talked about completing the work. It was a lot of people. They were complaining. Y'all remember the complainers? The criticism, the gossip, the slander, the intimidation, and the threats. So we, we try to just review a little bit of what these people have experienced. So they have completed the building of the wall. Everybody say, whew. They finished the wall. <laughs> it seems kind of odd that the, the, the order that, that we have, put the order back up for us, uh, Jasmine. So what was number one? What's number two? Completing the work. What's number three? So they completed the work. Now they organizing the people. It seems a little backwards, doesn't it? Let's read this scripture from the book of Nehemiah, uh, chapter 7, verses 4 through 6. It's in your sermon outline. Let's read it together. Now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and the houses had not yet been rebuilt. So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by families. I found the genealogical record of those who had been the first to return. This is what I found written there. There are the people of the oops, 
province who came up from the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. So keep that up for a minute. Go back to verse uh, 4 for me, Jasmine. What does that say again? So they built those walls. The city was large and spacious, right? There were few people in it, right? And the houses had not yet been rebuilt. So they had walls and no houses. They had walls. They didn't have a house. They didn't have plumbing. They didn't have lights. They didn't have a roof. They didn't have a temple to worship in. And so guess what? They were saying, basically, we got more work to do. We got more work to do. Think about all the people who had built that wall. If you read through Nehemiah, it is a list of everybody, their mama, their mama's mama, their father. Everybody in the whole world was in that list that had helped with that wall. Do you all think they had did a lot of work? Do you think they was tired? Do you think some of them felt like taking a break? Do you think some of them was ready to pat themselves on the back and like, whew, I did a good job. Let me sit down and relax. But remember, when you enter the walls, there was nothing on the inside. There was nothing on the inside. So you can see as a people that, yes, the walls were finished, but there was still more work to do. Tell your neighbor, there's more work to do. And it's always more work to do. You see, because consistently, it's not about the walls. It's about what's inside the walls. Think about it even with our physical bodies. It's not about our bodies. It's about what's inside, inside our souls. And how many of you know we constantly need work on the inside? Remember that song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. How many of us know we still got a lot of work to do? We still got a lot of work to do. So what did Nehemiah do? He assembled the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration as families. He went to the wealthiest, the well-known, the to-do folks, and then he got the ones that was in charge of making the laws, the politicians, and then he got everybody else. Say everybody else. He got everybody else to come inside the walls because they were going to need everybody to do this work. Tell your neighbor, we need you. We need you. Tell your other neighbor, we need you too. He is beginning the major work of rebuilding Israel, the whole place, the houses, the temple, every single area needs to be built up from the ground up. So he assembles all of these people. And then, if you remember, I, you probably don't even remember this, but in the very first sermon of this series, I mentioned Ezra. I said we were going to be learning a lot about Nehemiah and a man named Ezra. Well, then I didn't mention him very much thereafter. Well, because if you think about this story, they had built the wall, they gathered all the people, and then they bring out Ezra. Ezra! 
was the priest. He was the prophet. He was the one with the scripture. He was the main one. Tell your neighbor he was the main one. So they assembled, and then here come Ezra, y'all. I can just imagine it. Ezra probably had on a nice robe, big clergy robe. He was looking all good, probably tall. And he comes out. He has the big, big book in his hand. He has the laws of Moses. Can you imagine that scene, what that felt like? They're in this empty, big space, and he brings in God's word. Let's look at this uh, scripture together, Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, that, uh, that was so greatly for us today. It says together, Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen! Amen! Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. That was one powerful day of worship, wasn't it? He comes out with that big old book, and he says, Stand up! And everybody stood up. I won't make y'all stand up. But I know y'all been to those churches where when you're about to read the scripture, what you do? Stand up! Because this is a respect, a reverence. The word is about to be spoken. And the people stand up. And they listen. And everyone could understand. Say, everyone could understand. And then what did the people do after they heard the word? They praised the Lord. They praised the Lord. They lifted their hands. Lift your hands up, saints. They lifted their hands. And they responded, amen. Say amen. 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 Remember that song, let the church say amen. And then it says, they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. You see, because something happens when you hear the word of God. It convicts your spirit. It convicts your soul. And it reminds you that we are these meaningless, worthless, sinful creatures, undeserving of God. And so if we were to continue reading this book of Nehemiah, we would see that the people began to confess. I mean, they are on the ground confessing. They're telling about all the things they've been doing in the dark, all the underhanded stuff that they didn't think nobody knew about, but God knew about it. So they heard the scripture, their hearts are convicted, and they begin to worship and confess. They confess. How many of us can all say today, we, we probably got some things to confess on our hearts? None of us are perfect. Every one of us have thought some evil thoughts. Every one of us have purpose in our hearts something real dark and deceitful. Every one of us have probably shunned somebody that didn't deserve it or said something outside of our mouths that we didn't need to say. We have not always been honest with the things that God has given to us, specifically our money, amen. We have not always helped the person that needed help. How many of us know that, you know, somebody needed help and we walked on by or we sped on by in our cars? We have not always lived up to be the people that God has called us to be, right? 
So we are all sinners. Tell your neighbor, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. So that is why God is constantly calling us to worship. So we can confess those sins. So we can receive the forgiveness and get a new start. Tell your neighbor, are you ready for a new start? (laughs) So we are about building the worship. Tell your neighbor, building worship. We are building worship, not walls. Why is that important? Because when we get to heaven, what will we be doing? Worshiping. We won't be going to work at 8 o'clock in the morning. We won't be having to study for no finals test. We won't have to be making no doctor's appointments. We will be all day, every day worshiping. Some of y'all think y'all ready for that kind of worship. No, you're not. That's why we need to practice here on earth. We got to get our practice. How many of y'all have spent some time with your face on the ground? Not too many of us. It's some hard work getting on your knees. Anybody ever got on their knees in prayer? You've been so long, your knees start hurting. You know, that's how you can remember the big book of Nehemiah. Knee, kneel, Nehemiah. He was praying. <laughs> you know, if you if you get down a little further on your knees and you had to bend your back. Anybody had that type of prayer? Well, you was real low, bending your back. Your back start hurting. Well, then if you put your face on the ground, you know, that's a whole new level of prayer. Your nose, I mean, your nose, your mouth, everything on the ground. See, we got to practice. <laughs> we got to get our house in order, saints. We think we know how to worship, but we didn't even put our face on the ground. So what does all of this, everything we've been talking about and studying in the book of Nehemiah, What does all this have to do with new life in Calvary? You see, we are so similar to the people of the Bible. We are even similar to the people of the book of Nehemiah. And God is constantly saying to us, get your hearts focused on me. Get your minds and your souls focused on me. Worship. Again, those walls that they had built represented the boundaries. The organization, how are we going to do all of this? We cannot do everything alone, can we? None of us can do everything alone. But can we do this together? If everyone does their little bit of part, that's what we're working on. How can we work together? The people in Nehemiah, not one, it wasn't one person that went out there and built the whole wall. Some of them built the portion of the wall right next to their house. Some of them built, extended all the way down, a little further past their house. Some did a little, some did a lot more. But everybody, say everybody, everybody did something. Can everybody in this room do something? Every one of us can do something. We have been building and restoring new life at Calvary long before we had the issue in the sanctuary. Y'all don't remember? We have been doing all kinds of projects in this building. Anybody remember what the floor used to look like in the fellowship hall? It wasn't that great, nice wood laminate that we got out there right now. Anybody remember the color of the walls? What was the color of the walls? What's the color of the walls now? Gray. <laughs> That's psychic. 
Because they're yellow, right? <laughs> Remember when we had to put in new carpet in the sanctuary? We had to paint the walls in the sanctuary, didn't we? We painted the walls in here. We have been working on this building from day one. Some of y'all never seen the basement before, have you? Y'all know the basement is about as big as this whole building. How many of y'all helped come downstairs and clean the basement at some point in it since we've been over here? What about upstairs? Anybody? Some of y'all never seen upstairs. How many of y'all have helped go upstairs and clean up or hang up a poster or something for the kids upstairs? We have been working on this building for a long time. The work has never quite been complete. We have painted. We put on new new floors. I still remember uh, Pastor Rick and Pastor Toby went on our sabbatical, and we had to get a whole new roof for the portion above the, the fellowship hall. That was a big job, but we did it, amen? So we have constantly been working on a building improvement campaign. We've already been doing the work. Tell your neighbor, we've already been doing the work. And see, what God was revealing to us, you can do step one, say step one, and now it's time to move to step two. You see, we've been working together for a long time, praise God, and we've accomplished a lot, and now it's time to move to the next stage. The next stage. Our, our building campaign committee has been meeting, say meeting, and they have been doing a lot of the initial legwork on our behalf. They've even, they've come up with a name, a logo, some cards. Do you all have your cards, your example cards? Hold your card up. Look at that. Y'all see the pictures on the wall? Jasmine, can you show the pictures on the screen? Look at that. This is an example. Look at our pictures. That's the, look at that. Don't that look nice? Go to the next one. Oh, look at that one. That one has arrows. Go to the next one. Look at these pictures. So if you look at the back of it, one thing we have had to try to figure out was how to speak our message in a simple way that people got the point. Now, I know some of y'all don't got your reading glasses on, and that's okay. I'm going to just read it real quick. Greetings. This is a note to share the exciting news that we are launching our Building on Faith Restoration Project. Our goal is to restore our 143-year-old historical church building. From the beginning, we have been a Presbyterian Christian church. Our plan is to repair our sanctuary in Jim Ruth, to fix our exterior masonry walls, which will address major deterioration issues, restore the North Tower, and the 36 historical stained glass windows in our sanctuary. This restoration project will allow us to continue our purpose of reaching the world for Christ. We need your help. Say, we need your help. In order to complete this large task, consider donating to our cash app. The dollar sign, number two, NLAC, NLAC. Every amount makes a difference. More details about our campaign can be found at www.nlac.tv. Sincerely, the New Life at Calvary Campaign Committee. Is that a quick, simple message? Do you think if you was to tell somebody what, what we're doing here at New Life at Calvary, could you tell them in a simple way? 
Give me an example. Who can give me an example? We need help. What else would you say? We need money. Oh, I like your message. <laughs> what else would you all say? Say it again. Support our building campaign. Anybody else? We've been here 143 years, and we want to be in here another 143 years. Amen? So we are in this campaign. We even have a fancy title. Our title is Building on Faith Restoration Project. Say Building on Faith Restoration Project. Because we are building on faith, aren't we? We are trying to do something amazing with God. Now, I want you to know that these cards are an example because we're going to have some really nice, 100% professional, polished, cleaned up cards. We're going to have some uh, some brochures. We're going to have some buttons. We're going to have all the fancy stuff so you can take it out and spread this message. Amen. But I want you to take this card home today. I want you to put it up on your refrigerator. Everybody in this room got a refrigerator, don't they? Y'all, who don't got a refrigerator? Right? Sue me. Go ahead. Raise. Sue me. <laughs> I saw you raise your hand. <laughs> I still remember this. I'm, I'm getting off track, but I do remember Sylvia one time she was helping somebody restore their house and they didn't have a refrigerator. And my grandson was at her the house with us. And he said, Grandma, Miss Sylvia don't have a refrigerator. He felt so sad for it. I said, this ain't her house, James. <laughs> but go home and hang this on the refrigerator. This is your first reminder. Every day, pray for our campaign. Pray for our church and then share the message. Amen? You all have this other fancy little booklet? Hallelujah. Today is sign-up day. Say sign-up day. We want every single person to be a part of this campaign in some way. Remember we said all we got to do is do our part, right? So we got a couple committees that everybody can sign up for. Now, everybody can't be on every committee. Let me just be the clear. All of us can't be on the finance committee. Some of us don't know how to budget our own situation. I ain't throwing no stones. <laughs> but we can't have 40 people trying to figure out the finances. We got a small committee for that, right? Smaller folks work together easier. Everybody can't be on the committee that's going to be working with the contract. Because somebody's going to say, well, I like the red paint. Well, I like the yellow paint. Well, I like the blue paint. And we never going to get nothing decided, right? So we got a small committee for the roof and building uh, project committee. Everybody can't be on the steering committee. How many people can drive a car? One at a time, right? <laughs> so some committees you won't be able to join today, but we want you to pray for those committees still. The committee that you can join are the Community Outreach Committee. Y'all see that committee? Who's those team leaders? Yvonne Sims, Hazel Hicks, Samuel Wallace, Taryn Sullivan. There you go. It's a sign-up sheet in the fellowship hall. What's the next committee you can join? Promotional media team. That's the folks who helped create this card. Who's on that team? Glenn Coates, Rufus Sims, Marion Wallace, 
Samuel Wallace, that's because his wife on the committee, uh, Farrah Perkins, amen. Everybody can be on this next committee. What's the next committee? The prayer committee. Can we all pray? We all on this committee, whether we put our names on it or not. Who's the team leaders? Helen Britt, Estelle Milan, Margaret Mallory, and Anna Sharp. Praise God. Then on the back, you have the what? Fundraising committee. Who's the team leaders? Ruth Yarbrough, Stephanie Simmons, Cassandra Rogers. You can sign up today. You know why we got all those names in the book of Nehemiah? Because somebody wrote them down. And we're going to write all y'all names down. Because when we finish the project, we're going to have a nice big display with all your names. So we're going to say Renee Pride, Pearly Huff, Mike Milan. Everybody's name is going to be on the plaque that we did this restoration program in 2023. So I want you all to know this is going to take time. Tell your neighbor it's going to take time. It took us time just to get this far, amen? It's going to take time. It, it has taken time. We have been together for almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in September that New Life at Calvary has existed. So this is what we're calling our soft launch. We are starting today knowing that we are developing a bigger campaign. Because one day we're going to be asking somebody for a million dollars, and I'm going to say it with a straight face. Because, y'all, I'm preparing my heart because the Lord going to make sure I can ask somebody for a million dollars with this straight face. <laughs> Amen. So we have to get ready for the larger campaign. But we have to do some work in the meantime. So tell your neighbor, get ready. Don't get discouraged. Don't get distracted. Don't get frustrated. And don't give up. So I know y'all are all ready to go up outside and sign your name. So tell your neighbor to slow down. Because the first thing we got to do is pray. Pray and fast. Next week is Ash Wednesday. And next Sunday's message, I'm going to be talking to us about prayer and fasting. And we got the uh, Ash Wednesday service that's going to be here at New Life at Calvary. You can see the details in your bulletin. It's going to be a service here at 12 o'clock. Then it's going to be a service over at Bridge at 7 o'clock. And I already know you considering not coming to one of them. Tell your neighbor, would you stop? Tell your other neighbor, you stop too. We all got to go pray. And we all got to be fasting. Now, you don't have to fast every single thing. You don't have to be extreme, right? But something we should all be able to give up for God. We should be able to give up some potato chips or some soda pop or the McDonald's meal or something we should be able to give up, right? So we're going to enter next week into a time of prayer and fasting because we are already close to the Easter season. Tell your neighbor, we're close to the Easter season. And we're getting ready for a sermon series called The Greatest Comeback in History. Now, I know I gave you all a lot of information today, but the biggest thing I want you all to do is focus on prayer. Y'all got an assignment. I gave y'all an assignment. Did y'all forget it? <laughs> and do what? And pray. See, y'all got it together. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for this time of worship. We thank you, Lord, for having allowed us to spend these last seven weeks thinking and reflecting and learning about building your church 
Holy Spirit, we pray right now, especially for our building campaign, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us build on faith. We pray for this building on faith restoration project, Lord. Help us bring the multitude together. Help us to bring the resources together. Help us to do our part, Lord Jesus. We want to be found faithful. We want to restore your church so that it can be the city, the city on the hill, Lord, and draw people to you. We want to be all about worship. We thank you and we glorify your name. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now we're going to stand and we're going to sing with the praise team. I will trust in the Lord. And if you want to uh, have prayer, just raise a hand and myself and Pastor Antonio and the lay pastors, we will come around to you.
praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, praise team and praise band. Wow, who knew that song was going to match so well with my sermon today? Stand on bended knee, huh? Stay on the battlefield, right? <laughs> praise God. Say, just a few quick announcements. Uh, we do have a, a congregational meeting. And we're going to try to stay in and go right into the congregational meeting. I know y'all going to stand up and stretch a little bit. But we have to be quick because the River of Life Church meets right after us, y'all. So we got a small window of time to have our congregational meeting. So we do want to honor their time by making sure we have our meeting as quickly as possible. So real quick on announcements, please read through the bulletin. You'll get the email and the, uh, the phone tree later on today. Um, want to say happy birthday to Andre Brooks Jr. His birthday is on the 15th. Hallelujah. Uh, that's Cindy uh, Craig Fry's grandson. Whitney Bryant, that's my daughter. Hallelujah. She's going to be 28 this week, y'all. 28. <laughs> 28. <laughs> She's going to tell me, Ma, that means you old, too. <laughs> Marvin Rogers, I don't know if Marvin is here, but Marvin's birthday is on the 18th. Oh, there you go, Marvin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Happy birthday, Marvin. We won't put your age out at all. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> I also, uh, Sharon Davidson, uh, is, her birthday is on the 17th as well, and she always makes sure to remind me that her birthday is the same day as my daughter's birthday, so we want to say happy birthday to Sharon Davidson, hallelujah, and Sharon is Pastor Rick and Pastor Toby's daughter, for those that do not know, but I think you all know, uh, Jessica, Jessica Franklin's sister, we all have heard about her loss, uh, her sister Diane Jeffries, the homegoing celebration is uh, this week. Pastor Antonio, is it Tuesday and Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. So the, I believe the, um, the viewing is open to everyone. The homegoing celebration is a private family service only. So Pastor Antonio, okay, so the, the viewing is this coming Tuesday at Calhoun Funeral Home from 4 to 7, and then the service is on Wednesday uh, at Calhoun, and that time is at 12.30 and 1 o'clock. I'm sorry, the one on Lakeshore. And she definitely um, is, she really wants us to support her at the viewing, which is on Tuesday, and then if you would, if you want to send her a card, send it to Jessica's home. And if you need the address, just let one of us know. Many have heard Reginald Woods went on his vacation. He went to Arizona to visit his sister. They were having a great time. They decided to go for a ride on one of those electric bikes. Y'all see them all around Cleveland, right? Day one went real well. Day two, he hit a pothole, and that thing flung him so far, he hit a utility pole, and he fractured three ribs. So he is in the hospital in Arizona right now. Yeah, it was very, very discouraging for him because, uh, you know, just trying to enjoy your vacation, not trying to get in any trouble at all, and he ended up having that accident. So we do need your help. Reginald is our maintenance person, for those that may, may or may not know, and he's also in charge of Calvary's Closet. We are trying not to cancel Calvary's Closet because so many people come, but we do need help uh, this week. If you can help bring the clothes out and get them set up, and then um, some volunteers that will be here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to work the closet. Just let myself or Gail or Sylvia or Ruth know, and we can make that happen. But if we don't get any volunteers, uh, 
Uh, Lenny, Lenny can't carry all the clothes by itself, y'all. That's it. <laughs> it's usually Reginald and Lenny together. <laughs> he can't do it all by himself. Yeah, we do not want him breaking no ribs. <laughs> the second person uh, is LaDonna Jessup. She had a fall in her home uh, last Wednesday. She was actually, um, this is why saints don't leave your shoes in front of the door. Move them. <laughs> So she was coming in her house. She had walked up the steps and coming on the main landing, and her son had left his house shoes, and uh, she tripped over the house shoes. And she said she tumbled all over the place trying to avoid the fall, and she did fall. And she said she heard the crack, the loudest crack. So her hip is fractured. She's at Marymount Hospital. She's doing okay. She said as long as she don't move, she's okay. But you know we all got to move. So she's going to be going to rehab at a center in Northfield. And so keep her in prayer. Please give her calls of encouragement because uh, this is going to be a, a while while her bones heal. Uh, we are going to have a congregation meeting right after service. I'm going to hook up the Zoom so those that are online can, you know, be a part of the meeting because we are going to turn off the, on the, the live broadcast. But the, the Zoom folks, you all should have already gotten the text message so you can sign in on Zoom. Are there any other announcements that we need to say? Oh, today? Oh, this coming Thursday? Well, praise God. Oh, last Thursday, she turned one. Oh, happy birthday, Daria. She's one years old. We remember when her mommy was pregnant. <laughs> And then, how did the game go? We announced it last week, Naya in the football game. Okay. Right? Okay, Naya brought back a high jump trophy. Praise God. Praise God. Don't give up. Don't give up. <laughs> we want the girls to have, a lot of girls, a lot of women enjoy football. And this may be that opening to be able to play and enjoy that sport. So don't give up. I, I don't know if she's in the room, but don't give up. And we thank God for your travel mercies. Was that it? Oh, Jasmine? Oh, Jasmine is our Pine Valley advocate. If you want your child, your grandchild to work at Pine Valley this summer, or you yourself would like to work at Pine Valley, or attend camp. Oh, the, the camp is open, too. Okay, so I need all y'all parents that know you want your kids to go to Pine Valley to go online and sign up <laughs> so, so we don't lose our spaces. Is that it? All right, saints, we're going to rise and do the benediction so that we can close the service. And again, we thank God for all of our guests being here today. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for being a building God, building us, Lord, in our faith and our worship, Lord, our hope. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would use all of our time, Lord, all of our days to help us to be more dedicated to you. Lord, we want to trust in you, Lord. We want to treat other people right. We want to bend our knees, Lord, only to you, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, we give ourselves wholly and completely to you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn and tell your neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. Get your coffee and then come back. Oh, 
One thing you guys, I forgot to say, the sign-up sheets are out by the door. Don't forget to sign your name. Thanks, Glenn.